0: Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, there's been a lot of talk about the child tax credit. And, of course, uh, there were many Congress that wanted to get that passed before and have it be part of the omnibus. That uh, doesn't seem to be happening, not in there. Uh, and so looking at all of these, I think, is such an important thing in terms of what are the short-term impacts, uh, positive in many ways, uh, for children in poverty, Uh, What does it do for the long haul? Because I think often as we look at some of these programs, they do produce a short-term positive impact. But in many cases, they can actually create some long-term unintended consequences and problems. And To help us break all of this down as it relates to the child tax credit, Dr. Scott Winship is a Director of Poverty Studies and a Senior Fellow at the American Enterprise Institute, uh, someone I was grateful to connect with in Washington uh, who really understands how all the dynamics of society come together. A uh, great piece in the New York Times uh, talking about the true cost of expanding the child tax credit. Uh, Scott, thanks for joining us today. Give us some insight in terms of what have we been learning uh, about the uh, child tax credit, the impact that it's
1: been having. Sure, and thanks for having me, Boyd. Always great to chat with you. Um, but, you know, for a couple of years now, there's been a lot of debate in D.C. about uh, the merits of expanding uh, a child tax credit, which has been around since the late 1990s, um, but in a form where if you don't work at all, you don't get a child tax credit. If you uh, if you work more, you get more up to, up to a certain maximum. And uh, briefly in 2021. Uh, the Biden administration expanded that so that everybody uh, got the same child tax credit, whether they worked or not. Um, that expired at the end of the year. The Democrats tried to renew it, uh, but didn't have the votes for it. Um, and so I uh, wrote a piece in the in the Times uh, that's out today, uh, trying to summarize what we've learned uh, in, in the intervening couple of years. And I think you know we've we've learned a couple of things. I think you know on the plus side, uh, there in the short run. When you give people more money, um, poverty goes down. That's kind of almost uh, you know true by definition. Yes. Um, so it lo- it looks like in in 2021, for instance, um, when when it was expanded, uh, probably reduced child poverty by about a third. Um, so that's you know that's big. That's it mm-hmm. was lower than it ever been before. Um, so why shouldn't we all support uh, permanent expansion then? Well I argue in in the piece that another thing that we've learned uh since last fall fall of twenty twenty one is that um a, a kind of secondary effect uh would be to uh, it uh incentivize some people uh, who were working to not work anymore and you know we can worry about that or not i think if you know if there's a two parent family and uh that are both working and they decide one of them doesn't need to work you know i don't I don't think That's any of our business. Um, But my concern is that you would have a lot of single-parent families um, where the parent will stop working, and so you'd have more uh, single-parent, no-worker families, um, which I think would be bad for kids' upward mobility. The the evidence suggests that something like a million um, of of single parents would choose to do that. Um, And so in the long run, the impact on poverty wouldn't be a, a reduction of a third. It would probably be more like a fifth. And that's before you sort of think about other possible unintended consequences. Um, will it increase single parenthood, um, for instance? Will it cause people to continue working but to work fewer hours? Um, so once you start thinking about some of these other things, you know, the, the long run effect is going to be even smaller.
0: Yeah, and a couple of things that you pointed out that really got me thinking is uh, one: this whole idea of upward mobility. What does this do to that? Mm-hmm. You talked about uh, having it further entrench uh, multi generational poverty. Um, and people kind of getting trapped in that system. Uh, so that's a, a challenge. And one of the things that you point out that really uh, resonated with me is that those that uh, were impacted the most were those who had the weakest attachment uh, to kind of mm-hmm. institutions of civil society, whether it was other, other family or community. Uh, tell us a little bit more about yeah. that and why we should be thinking about it.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Boyd, as you know from our, our past experiences, you know, I'm, I'm really concerned about – social capital in the United States, um, kind of whether people are connected uh, to other people that um, provide them with resources, support, um, information, love, uh, all, all sorts of things that we get from each other. And I do think that the, the parents who are sort of most at risk of deciding not to work um, because of an expanded child tax credit you know, are the people who are the least attached to the world of work Um, they're, they're going to be disproportionately single parents. Um, you know, I've been a single parent myself, so I'm not, I I, I sort of know personally how challenging that can be, but if you're sort of already disconnected from family, uh, you know, this has the potential to, uh, further disconnect you. Um, I think the potential impact on upward mobility is a really big deal. Now, a lot of people, especially, I think folks on the left think that if you reduce child poverty like then you're going to naturally increase upward mobility Um, but the fact of the matter is you know child poverty has has declined for decades now uh, and is basically at an all-time low Um, but upward mobility has has been stubbornly stuck for the past 50 years or so Um, so that suggests that you know if we want upward mobility we might have to look at things that are not the same as just kind of reducing point in time child poverty.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's such a crucial conversation to have. Of course, we always go back to Abraham Lincoln and the fact that he was so focused on roads and bridges and canals mm. uh, because he really recognized that it wasn't the it wasn't a connection to money that made people mm. poor. It was that they weren't connected to other people and to opportunity. Uh, and society that really uh, was the, the thing that made the difference. So so what else are you watching for in terms of this? Obviously, this will continue to be debated as we move into the new year yeah. and, and we'll go forward. But what are you watching for and what is it that you think we can do to change this conversation and get it to where we can both provide for the short-term need, uh, especially of those children, but that we can also ensure that we have this upward mobility path for those uh, parents and, and for those children?
1: yeah absolutely. So I think um, on the democratic side, you know, I, I don't think they're giving up um, on on this idea of a child allowance that everybody should sort of get the same amount per child, whether that whether they the parents work or not. So I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Um what I hope to see happen on the right is, you know a, a sort of more full-fledged effort uh, to try to find ways to reduce child poverty and uh, and increase upward mobility. and I think, You know, I've I've got some ideas with my colleagues, Angela Rashidi and Matt Weidinger at the American Enterprise Institute, that would involve um, reforming the safety net uh, to uh, give states more responsibility uh, around the programs and give states incentives to um, get uh, their citizens uh, into the workforce and working independently. I would put out something in 2021 that that would have taken uh, the, the child tax credit and sort of added on for folks that weren't getting The maximum amount of the child tax credit, um, instead of giving them uh, a a bigger child tax credit, it would have sort of deposited baby bonds uh, into an account that kids could then tap, you know, when they reach when they reach adulthood to use for certain things. Um, You know, I think there's I think there's a lot of things we could do to try to uh, uh, improve early childhood programs. We don't have a lot of great evidence about how to do that, but we should be looking for uh, models that work. So I think there's a, a number of different approaches we could take and. Uh, I, I really do think we should sort of start over. The child allowance debate is really sort of a dead end because I think Republicans very rightly worry about these unintended consequences.
0: Yeah. Uh, great stuff. And we will have you back in the new year. Cause I want to dig into some of those other reforms uh, and see if we can't change that conversation, elevate it to some of those principles. But I think you actually can get some on both sides of the aisle to say, OK, that's what well, what we're doing isn't working. Uh, and is not being helpful in the long run, and I think we can get to those. And I always appreciate your insight, and uh, we look forward to having you back in the new year. Uh, As always, Dr. Scott Winship, uh, Director of Poverty Studies and a Senior Fellow at the American Enterprise Institute. Uh, Scott, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, Thank you, bud. All right. Uh, We are standing by. Uh, We are expecting... Any moment that uh, President Zelensky uh, and President Biden will emerge to have a joint press conference. They've been huddled up uh, for the past hour and a half or so. It'll be very interesting to see uh, what they had talked about, what announcements are made. Uh, The questions from uh, the press corps will also be very interesting to track and watch. And uh, we will break into that live and give you live coverage of that the moment it happens here on KSL News Radio. Also, uh, President Zelensky will address a joint session of Congress coming up at 5:30 this afternoon. We'll cover that for you here as well. So stay with KSL News Radio. We're going to go ahead and sneak in a bottom of the hour break. and I said is uh, if the press conference begins, we will break into that live the moment it happens. So stick around. we'll be right back on inside sources on KSL News radio.